All right. Happy Sunday to you. Welcome to this first conference call in wintertime. Today it is November 6th, 2022, and we are here at the clock of 10. Thank you all for being here. We will be for two hours on the show. And as usual, this is a simulcast with a conference call, and I welcome the next caller. If you want to, feel free to say a name and location. This is Joshua in Austin, Texas. Welcome, Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. And welcome to the next caller. Please say a name and location. Of course, if you want to, we welcome you. All right, and welcome to all you folks on BBS Radio. We can't hear you, we can't see you, but we appreciate your presence. This is the Sunday morning with the Elohim, as we call it. And we wait for Winfrey to show up, and then we'll take it from there. To arrive by helicopter. That's right. <laughs> Someone else joined in. Welcome. Please say name and location. Roger in Austin. Welcome, Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Roger, Roger. Hi, Giggles. Hi, everybody. Hi, Roger. <laughs> Welcome to the next caller. Please say name and location. Good morning, beautiful people. Joe in Chicago. Joe. Welcome, Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Good afternoon. And a welcome to the Thank you for being here. Good morning. Welcome. Please say a name and location. Hello, it's Terry in Nevada. Good hey, morning. Terry. Welcome. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Great to be able to say that. Hi, Terry. It's just so comforting. <laughs> <laughs> It was good I to have the same it name. I all day long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and Lauren from Fort Washington. Good morning, Hi, Lauren. Lauren. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Happy 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 that's, that's a good galactic happy birthday. No kidding. Yeah, angel is singing. Thank you. Everybody loves feedback. Oh, good. We don't have to sing now. Hi, CJ. Welcome, Cecil. Hi, Cecil. Hi, Cecil. Hi, Cecil. Good morning, family. Good morning. Wow. Feeling better? Yes. Thank you. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you all, and thank the sources. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking, Welcome. looking Yay. better. Mike and Mary. All right. Well, morning, morning, everyone. Hi, Mike and Mary. Hi, Evan. Morning, Mike and Mary. Hi, 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 Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Oh, this thing got, it got well, it got well like overnight almost. As soon as you guys nice. all started, 
put me in the light. Awesome. Okay. Amazing. All right. Let's, Thanks for mostly receiving. Mostly now just, mostly now just uh, down around my uh, <coughs> lower jaw and uh, uh, clearly uh, my Adam's apple is all discolored quite badly down there, there, but everything else is drained away. Welcome to the color. Please say name and location. Hi, hi, it's another one, Shirley from Ohio. Hi, Shirley. Hi, Shirley. Hi, Shirley. Hi, Shirley. Hi, Shirley. Hi, Shirley. So, is everybody ready to vote Democrat or uh, Republican? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Up and down the line for everyone and everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Already did that. Well, which promising so though is a lot of people are now voting early, which is a good right. thing. Because if you don't vote, you know who's go, who's going to where your vote's going to go. A lot of people are showing up on voting day, which will overrun now the business. So we know it was stolen. Don't let them do it again. Yeah, I think I think you're right. It's important to to vote. Happy Sunday, welcome. Please say name and location. Antonio in California. Hey, hi, Antonio. Hi, Antonio. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Her drawing teacher and a medley of other people. <laughs> oh, Many more. Uh, what a good, good word. Well, a chorus. Welcome to the Please say name and location. Good, of course. Hi, hi. Um, this is Edna. Good morning. Edna. Hi, Edna. Hi, Edna. It's been forever since you got on here. Good to know, baby. No, I have been working. I've been working. <laughs> it's good well, to hear it's good your to voice. Hear you. Oh, thank you. Good to know. Are you doing okay? Yes, just a little tired. <laughs> Okay. I keep wanting to call you to see how you're doing, and I just never get to it. I know. I have been behind with all my calls, so. <laughs> well, we're glad you're here. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Hi, everybody. Right. Morning, Wayne. Hi, Wayne. Hi, Wayne. Hi, Wayne. Hello. Morning. Hi, Lauren. Nice to see you. I've been I've been listening Hi. in. Hi. Good. I didn't You've want to do what because I've been listening in to everybody. A whole bunch uh. of people got on the call early because you know I I went to t I called in to tell everybody. Oh, daylight savings time. The call starts in an hour, and. Everybody was so intensely engaged. Um, I felt I, I felt like if I didn't show up and let it go on for three hours, they'd still be engaged. You know, <laughs> probably. I forgot about but that. I like I like that. Well, we did too. Felt pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, when I so just I'm I'm in the parking lot at the ferry. Oh, sounds like sounds like I'm going to be getting on transitioning from the park uh, from parking lot into onto the ferry, and then I while I'm on the ferry, I can help for half an hour. We're we're going on a ride. We are it's a car car adventure car ride. Walking on the water. <laughs> Love you, Joy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, gosh. I love you guys so much, too. So much. <laughs> Lots of love back to you. Yeah. I love you, round little mama. <laughs> yes. Yes, in my roundness. Very flattering, Antonio. <laughs> yes, he yeah. is. <laughs> that's what that's what Claudia said. Terry called me. Uh, that she said that I was that I was a little round. <laughs> <laughs> you have an angelic round. You have an angelic round face. Time. <laughs> but everybody time me, she's not. She's not fat. <laughs> ten, ten. Ten, ten. Ten, ten. Thank you, Cecil. Oh, you're welcome. Stop by on your way home. Hi, Dad. Mm. Hi, Antonio. Hello, Ryan. <laughs> Cecil, I, I will if I can. Yes. I'll call you one, one way or the yes. other. Yes, yes. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's get started. Um, we have a birthday boy here with us, right? Who, Lauren? Right. right? Yes. Today, right? Mm-hmm. Another, another school yes, Happy birthday. I don't think he likes birthday. people saying happy birthday. Lauren? Uh, Lauren? <laughs> you like it when people sing happy birthday to you? <laughs> Uh, I don't know one way or other. <laughs> hey, yes, Lauren. I never we want to sing. I'd make it this far. Uh, yeah. No so congratulations, congratulations, and and uh, and uh, non-committal is is a yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So get ready. One thing is sing along our show. If we're going to do it, two, if we're going to. Yeah. Don't drag it. Happy birthday <laughs> Somebody sounds like a uh, cow with a croup. I think that was me. <laughs> that was better than mine. <coughs> all right. Let's get going, all right? All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. Vin, are you ready? No. Then let's start. It is November the 6th. Here we go.
The recording has started. This is November 6, 2022. When in Sedona, Terry in the fifth dimension, everybody everywhere, and this is, <coughs> excuse me, our Sunday morning with the Elohim, and really the full name is Sunday morning with the Elohim, Ra, Jillian, Carla, and uh, Bob. Bob. Now, I was Bob. You know, Terry Friedman used to tell us that Bob loved to party. Okay, so if we're going to be like this, we can be sure Bob is showing up. Okay. Because you all sound drunk, but it's good. You didn't even drink. Um, and of course, we're going to start. Are you on? Are you on the ferry yet? I am just driving <coughs> onto it as we speak. Are they're telling me where to go? Okay. Should okay. we wait? Should, should we wait? I'm almost to start done. Until you're. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I'm okay. I've parked. I'm here. All right. So, um, if you're listening to us on BBS, this is an interdimensional party. Okay. <laughs> we have a bunch of humans on the line and listening. And then we have a bunch of angelic beings and higher in other dimensions on the line. But they're not on the phone line. They're on the spiritual line. And the reason we're so having so much fun is because we've learned how to connect with joy on this call. Mm -hmm. And speaking of joy, (laughs) joy, you know, if you've been to our calls, you know, for 20 years, Terry and I showed up every Sunday morning and we did a conversation <coughs> with Ra'an. Started out with conversations with the Elohim, and then the Ra group joined in. And um, and if you've been a regular, you know the Ra group has certain wisdoms of how this realm works because they had bodies here and they graduated. And the Elohim group has more power and is higher. So they joined forces to increase their bandwidth and help be of higher service to us. And if you've listened to the calls over the past 20 years, you would know we have the most amazing wisdom, the most amazing knowledge of what the other side is like, and the the most amazing guidance on how to navigate 
in the physical universe successfully. Which, in case you don't know it, that is everybody's challenge who's in a body on this planet. And it's pretty easy to get screwed up. So, um, I've certainly gotten screwed up. In fact, one tends to get screwed up for many lifetimes here. Gary has gotten royally screwed up, okay? Royally. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, you know, we've asked many questions about Terry because he was such an extraordinary being. And you wonder, how does someone get to be how they are? Every one of you got to be how you are because of your past track, of the things you've done that you can't remember. And we have been able to ask our sources all kinds of questions and learn about who we were, not necessarily the specifics of those past lifetimes, but in general, because just the way it works. Uh, and, 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 you know, one of the things the Ra group said, they said, in the higher dimensions, you can know everything and do nothing. Now, that may not be true for the Elohim, but for the average human that dies, it's probably true. Um, and because, because, but the Elohim and Ra group, as high as they may be, they need anchors in this realm to bring their energy to this realm. Otherwise, no one knows they're there. And so our group acts as an anchor for their energy. And, of course, they, they've talked to us, and they answer every question. They are never, how can you say it? Uh, they don't want to be exalted. They just want to help. Every, people in this realm get so screwed up. And, um, and it's not their fault because the information is not readily available about why you go through what you go through. But it is readily available on our calls. And, you know, it's not uh, a simple answer. But as you come to our calls, you start to tune in to the frequencies of the higher realms. And as you do that, you create a new anchor point for yourself. You're not just part of your family or your job or your religion or your country. Those are all anchor points. And they keep us grounded in this realm, but they also oftentimes keep us um, somewhat what's the word, um, ignorant of the big picture because we're so busy on the small picture. And the work we do helps tune people in to the big picture. And, you know, that doesn't mean the small picture is not important. 
because you're in this realm. You have to function in this realm. But we are lucky enough to have the best of both worlds. We have the wisdom of the realm and we have the anchor point of the higher realms. And now we have Terry, who has been the prime interface to the higher realms, connecting with us after she died. And believe me, it took me a while to believe this was true. And she, you know, she has learned to love the people that were coming to our calls. And she's been visiting them. She's knocking on walls. She's coming in dreams. And some people are channeling her. And Joy was one of the first people to come forward and tell me, I think I'm talking to Terry through my pendulum. And so I tested it and asked some questions. And I asked, you know, with, with a pendulum, we only get yes or no answers. But I've gotten good at asking questions that can be yes or no answers. And I got so many validations that Terry was communicating through joy. And there's probably five or six other people who are getting messages from her. And some people may not even know it. Pay attention to strange knocks and things like that because she's knocking and uh, letting people know she's there one way or another. Now, an interesting conversation I had with Joy about not hearing knocks. And I was asking, are you really knocking on the wall and in a physical way? And the answer was no. She said that um, she was knocking on the person's consciousness. So it sounds like a knock on the wall, but it's really an internal knock. And um, but it sounds just like a knock on the wall. And I don't know, it seems like a lot of that phenomena is on that level. And it's why, and probably it's why sometimes some people can experience something and the people around them can't experience it because it's, they're able to connect internally to your consciousness, not through the external manifest world. So let's say hello to Terry and friends. Joy, are you settled? Yeah. Yes. Well, for probably you, the next 25 minutes or so. Are you in your car? Yeah. Sitting on a boat? Ah, uh, yes. We're crossing Puget Sound with lots of uh, white white cats. Are you are you, <laughs> are you going to see are you going to Seattle? Yes. Well, yes, and then south to my son's uh, celebration. Okay. And let's just feel the water under joy. 
We're in the desert. Yeah, I can feel that and all water. the sea creatures, the whales and the dolphins. Does, and the, does, Pu- does Puget, does Puget Sound have a lot have a lot of creatures? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. And it's not polluted, is it? Yes, it is. <laughs> uh oh. Now that area is a lovely area, the Seattle area. Yes. And uh but you live in Squim, is that a lovely area? I think it is. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yes. But it, it doesn't have the historical background of Seattle, does it? Uh, well, way different. Way different. But I tell you what. Okay. We've got now let's let's get going. Okay, we're going to start. I know, I know we're going to we're going to start. <laughs> we're going to start. We have started. We have started, and um, so w- what happens is Joy has become very good at a pendulum, which is the thing you hold in your hand, and it either spins clockwise for yes and counterclockwise for no. And I'll tell you the truth: I never wanted to depend on anybody with a pendulum because I thought they could be influencing the answers, even unconsciously. But Joy gets her own self out of the way, so she has a minimal influence. And I asked her so many testing questions and um, (laughs) things that only Terry would know, okay? In fact, I'll ask her a testing question this morning. To, uh, <laughs> see what see what happens. So, yeah. <laughs> Terry and friends, are you there? Yes. Okay. You don't sound very enthusiastic this morning. Oh, that's because you're testing me again. <laughs> oh. All right. Yeah. Um, remember what is... happened last time when you tested me and I got five answers wrong in a row and then Terry said that oh that was that was Terry said that that was because I was doubting I was doubting myself about being able to channel channel um we had talked about that right before those five questions so I got I got all five questions they were the wrong answer to your question but they were the Mm -hmm. right answer from Terry yeah (laughs) it was like a wake-up call okay I'm here. Yeah. I'm ready. Okay. Now, I, I want to tell you all, uh, when we complete whatever we do with joy, we have someone else on the line who had had some conversations with Terry and had a miracle, okay? And mm. I, want to, I, want to, I want to share miracles because it's a... One of the things that stops miracles from happening is that some part of us doesn't believe they can happen. And um, in this situation that we're in, working with the Elohim and Ra group, particularly the Elohim group, they're like the dispensers of miracles. They have, you you know, these groups are big. They have sub-councils and, you know, meetings, and they regulate the universe. 
And one of the sub-councils of the Elohim that we've learned about is called the Council of Grace. And there, I believe, either the highest or one of the highest aspects of the Elohim. And remember, none of these guys have bodies. They're just energy units of awareness. And the Council of Grace has the ability to manipulate, manipulate's not the best word, shift, shift our reality in this realm uh, in, in, in ways that couldn't happen normally. And it's somehow they kind of can do whatever they do with the energy up there and then it moves through all the dimensions and then it, it changes something down here. Like my sister's healing when they said they projected a filter into her blood and took the lupus out. But to do it, they need a path, okay? And we create the path by our level of joy and happiness. If we're, if we're in a negative state, if we are feeling sorry for ourselves, if we're depressed, it is harder for them and maybe impossible to do the kind of miracle you wished you were having. So the fact that we're having so much fun on this call should increase the level of miracles we have, okay? We'll see. This is experimental because we've never done anything like this. What's different? Terry's in the fifth dimension. Not only is Terry in the fifth dimension, but Jillian is in the fifth dimension. And I've talked about Jillian many times that uh, she was my girlfriend when I was in college and she totally changed my life. She, she sang my songs. She, we, had, we used to travel around the country playing music, in bar, music at bars and staying at hippie communes. And it was really exciting. And she had one of the best times in her life. And so did I. It was the best time I ever had in my life up to that point. And, and then um, I never acknowledged her enough. And I love to acknowledge her on this call. Because um, somebody that was talking to her said it made her cry in the other realms to feel how appreciated she was and to see what I'm doing now, you know, because she's part of the support team, okay? So now I'm, 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 uh, I've got two, two girlfriends <laughs> on the other side collaborating with each other. <laughs>
right? <laughs> right. I guess, yes. I guess. I guess that's like. Uh, I mean, in the old days they called them harems. Now it's a cos- cosmic harem. <laughs> and um, never mind. I'll get in trouble if I go down down that road. Okay. <laughs> but. Um, I'm getting closer to the dock. You are? Yeah. Probably got about maybe 10 more minutes before. uh, I I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes before I have to stop. Then I'll try to find a place to park, and then I have to get off by 10 of 11. Okay. So. Well, we may not not even get to the replay today, but that's okay. We'll see. uh, um, well, you want to make sure you have time for the other person, mir- her, mir- her, his, her miracle. Her, her. Yeah, I'm, I'm making yeah, yeah. time. I'm paying attention. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, yes, they're here. They're here. And they're, they're, they're waving. <laughs> Let's wave to them. Come on, guys. Wave up and see if you feel some energy coming down. <laughs> and hey, I got a question for Bob. Yes. Is what Terry Friedman said true about you loving parties? Yes. You didn't get, did you drink? Did you drink wine? Yes. Everybody okay. drank wine. Yeah, but you were you were different, you know. But that's okay. It's good. It's good to know that you were human. Um, <laughs> and uh, by the way, if you hear me say ha- something that's not not a yes or no answer, like everybody drank wine, um, that's because I I can see the yes to to my thought. Go ahead. Okay. All right, now, I said I was going to do one test question. If you get it wrong, we'll forgive you, okay? (laughs) Go, go. Terry and I, you know, would go to different places to have breakfast, okay? And one of the places we liked particularly well, we liked it so well that I, I bought two of their cups was the name of the place on it, okay? Okay. And so this morning, I decided I'm going to have a cup of coffee, and I'm drinking it out of that cup, okay? Yes. And I'm going to see if Terry can tell me. I'm going to name five places, and let's (laughs) see if Terry can tell me where this cup is from. Because we okay. only bought a cup from one place, okay? <laughs> all right, all right. So, <laughs> is this cup from Coffee Pot? Hold on. Oh, is it part? No. That's right. <laughs> is it from? <laughs> is it from Sedona Rouge? Donut Rouge. 
no. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, the maybe I shouldn't be doing this now because the fairy is is jiggling my pendulum. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's okay. Yeah. Why don't you bring on like the miracle? I, I feel yeah. like I feel like I'm a game. I feel like I'm a game show host. You know. Well, yes. You know. Yes. There's there's something. There's something. Ask something. Ask something real now. Ask something. A question you really want to know the answer to. I've asked so much questions. So many questions. It's hard to want to know the well, answer to anything. Let's, let's maybe somebody but, else. Somebody else ask the question. Whoops, all right. Let's remember. If we open this up for you guys to ask a question, it has to be a yes or no question. Yeah, and, and it has uh, to be fast because the fairy's slowing down. <laughs> and, uh, this is not the opportunity to tell your life story, okay? Right. And uh, hang on. All participants are unmuted. All right. Who has a yes or no question? Come on. <laughs> you can ask you can ask Bob, you can ask Terry, you can ask Jillian. Anybody. You can Anybody. ask your aunt. You can ask your Terry. dog. I got one Terry. Terry. Oh, okay. I thought that was Terry. Terry first. Okay, we're Terry and I together in a previous lifetime. Yes. Now, who's, who's talking? Terry, Nevada. Okay. Terry's right. asking okay. Terry. Yeah. Thank you. Aaron. Yeah, I was going to, I don't know if Wynn already asked this because I joined late, but um, it was a member of our group uh, that passed over um, Gary. See, on the other side with our team? Yes. Gary, yes. Yes. Is Gary there? Yes. Is Gary there? Terry? Yes. Hi, <laughs> Gary. <laughs> we were in the I. hospital when you died. Terry and I. Yes, he said yes. At UCLA. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's okay. That's story time. Anybody else? Yeah. <laughs> now you know. Um, I want to ask Terry a question. Terry. Okay. People that are on the call right now, everybody everybody has guides, correct? Yes. Oftentimes, their guides are, are are can be their parents or people that are deceased, right? Yes. Are there are are is, are everyone's guides accessing five D when we're on the call? Or most people's. Everybody's guys accessing five G. Are oh, they well, from five G? Yes. Oh. Are they in five D? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and I mean, do are some all, people have the chief? All of all of them? No, not all of them, but some. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And if somebody has deceased parents, might they be in on this call in five D right now? Yes. Like mine were. Mine were right. Yes, okay. mine are, yes. Yeah, mine are, yeah. 
Now, I want somebody who had who 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 whose parents or parents had died, <clears throat> who had pretty evolved parents, or pretty nice parents, and I want you to bring them up and see if they're if they're present on the other side. Anybody this want to is do Bonnie. That? Oh, yeah. Bonnie, you're so Go clear. Ahead, Bonnie. Yes, I'd, I'd like to know if my parents and my crew are present. Yes, 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 yes. Hello. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, yes, I'm getting they really love you. Okay, is, is my parents is my parents there? Uh, yes. That's Cecil. Yes. Yes, sending love. Yeah, thank you. Hi, parents. Uh-huh. My parents, Joe and Nancy, there. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my sisters? Feeling Anyone else want to? Sisters, yes. Thank you. Hey, Wynn, uh, Joy, this is Raiden in Sedona. Um, hi, Raiden. I'd like yeah. to know if, hi, I, I would like to know if I'm over uh, 95% fully recovered. I'm getting a yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, I want to ask a question about Raiden, okay. uh, if he doesn't mind. With his, with, with his permission, oh, yeah. right? Yes, um, I allow. Like, yeah. Uh, at some point, it came up. I want to ask this a second time, okay? You know, yeah. Terry supposedly had a bunch of angels working with her when she came into this realm, okay? Uh, when yeah. she, particularly when she was St. Catherine. She had seven angels yeah. that were helping her levitate. And yeah. I... Yeah. I Eight. I believe Seven? it came up. Well, I'm getting. Yes, yeah, somebody's saying eight. I'm getting. Whatever it was. Was it eight? Yes, it was eight. Okay. Was it nine? No. Seven? No. Eight. Yes. No. Okay. And and somewhere in one of the conversations we had, I just wanted to reiterate this and see if I heard this correctly. That Raiden was one of the angels. Um, in St. Catherine's time, yes. 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 And had, Ra- had Raiden not been in a body in this realm prior to that? No. He had... And he, then he, at, had, he been, had he been in a body prior to this time, yes. Prior to that time, pri- yes. Prior to St. Catherine's. Yes. So he he was going back and forth between the angelic realm and having a body. Yes. Mm. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Interesting. And 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 you know I say this you know if you know the history of Raiden, he was living in Taos, and he was listening to our calls for a year on BBS radio, and then he. He heard them say, we're paying attention to each and every one of you. 
And I can repeat that again. If you're on this call right now, they're paying attention to you. They're paying attention to you. And uh, they won't make a connection with you until you're really comfortable with them and trusted because they don't want to scare anybody. And um, But Raiden asked a question, and but he said it not on the phone line. He just said it to himself. And they answered it immediately on the phone line. And then Raiden moved to Sedona right after that. And they said, he said, these guys are legitimate. And he had a, a really special connection with Terry. He, you know, he has a tremendous amount of, uh, honoring sovereignty in other people. And, um, you know, he would kind of have a gentle touch of connection and to the point where it was like <laughs> he was always present even if he wasn't. And we could feel his energy. And it's still that way, even with me. And um, that's a high interaction to be able to do that with somebody. And and it was a protective energy, and uh, and when I heard that he was one of Saint Catherine's angels, mm -hmm. uh, I could resonate with it. I said that could be true, you know. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Any anyone else have a question? Uh, have have an have a, uh, a a departed person that they want to see is present now. This is Janine. I'd like to know if my father is there and my great-grandfather. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> now, I wanted to know if uh, my grandparents are there. Yes, Antonio. If who? My grandparents. Yes. If your grandparents. Okay. All of my grandparents? All four? All four? Yeah. Oh. I never got to meet them. No, someday. You're meeting we'll them see now. If we can't. Whoop. <laughs> someday we'll That's see if you can ask, if we can uh, ask questions to your deceased loved ones. Someday we'll do that. Okay. Um, well, you can, you can ask them. I don't want to do it now. Yeah. All right. It'll because it'll 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 misdirect the call. There's too many things to do on the call still, but we'll do a call specially for that. Okay. Okay. And, and, and uh, all right, I'm driving a, off the ferry, so you talk. What or maybe okay. do the do maybe? How about if you do the the miracle story now, and I'll tell you when I'm parked. Well, Oh, it's close to me needing okay. to be off anyway. I love you guys. They leave, but they do not leave whenever it's time for that. <laughs> Are you leaving? Are you leaving, Joy? Yes, yes. I'm driving off the ferry now, and then I have to be, I have to be um, uh, not pendulumming. I do. Um, Okey-doke. 
Oh, well, thank you for this opportunity. Well, yeah. Okay, why don't we, you can hang on for just a little more while we integrate with Shirley, okay? Shirley, are you there? I'll look for a place to park. Yes. Okay. Are you, are you, uh, do I have ever, let me mute everybody right now, okay? And uh, guys, be prepared to unmute Shirley, okay? Hello, hi, are you there? Yes, I was ready to do that, but I'm on the wrong page. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at the active. Go ahead. Okay. Hi, this so, is Shirley. Can you hear me? No, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I mute everybody you. so we don't. Okay. Yeah, but I don't want to give any interruptions. Uh-huh. Okay, so here we go. Okay. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. Now, Rachel, how is unmute you, Shirley? Okay. Okay. Well, I heard you, so you must be unmuted. Okay. <laughs> so, Shirley, tell tell us about your experiences uh, for the, how long has this been going on? Oh, this would, would this, okay. By this meaning. Well, a connection with Terry, a connection oh. with Terry. Um, since the first right after she, phone call. Yeah. Yeah, I um just the right first right phone call. It was like an right an initial connection. Um yeah. Right after yeah. right after she died, right? Okay. And, okay. Uh, well yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was in the middle middle of August, all right? And yeah, she was how, coming to me in my dream. And how how often was it happening? Frequently, almost daily. Well, when she got sick, she rose. I was with her when she was sick and, and, um, you know, when we were all sending her healing, love, and light. And I Mm -hmm. could feel her very strongly then. And when, um, after she, when she passed, was very, very strong. And and then you started getting verbal messages, though, right? Yes, yes. And she was talking and to she you. Would, and she would also, before that, she would answer questions for me, like with, you know, how Raiden, you know, how you would just think the question, you would put the question out there, and she would answer it on the phone before... I even was able to verbalize the question. She would be answering my questions. It, yes, it was, it was just you mean, beautiful. This is bit, you mean before she died on our conference? Before calls, she died. She, yes, she before answer, she died. Answering questions. Yes, I wouldn't have the chance. I would not have the chance to type them in, and she would answer them before I could get them typed in. 
And it was mm-hmm. like, wow, <laughs> the synchronicities were beautiful. Um, she keyed in when when I was when I was living up in Alaska. Um, the first like really significant miracle was when I was working um, in a kitchen and I had a gas leak um, with the range and. She came through just out of the blue like she would um, with someone Just to clarify, clarify, this was before she died, correct? This was before she died. This was, yes, this was years ago, and this was, oh, about 10 years ago. And she came through and told me that I, she came through and said, if there's someone on the line from Alaska, you have a gas leak and you could have a potential fire. And and then I answered her. I said, this is Shirley. And yes, I think I do have a gas leak with a range. And I was having trouble with my boss um, addressing the issue and getting it fixed. And then... Um, There was a party came in the evening, had rented out the kitchen, and I had talked to someone that was going to go to that party and told them that I was having trouble getting this fixed. And while they were having the party, they could smell the gas leak, and they had the fire department come in, and then they locked Mm. out, tagged out the range, and... When I went into work the next day, I had no range to cook on. I did have a griddle to, you know, prepare food with, but I, but I really was so thankful for Terry for that could have, you know, a nasty fire could have happened, and that was just so miraculous how how it all worked out and how the range was like fixed within a couple of days then, and. Hey, I'm just. Yeah. Let me see, Joy. Are you on, are you on the line still, Joy? I am, and I was getting a yes the whole. I, I'm parked, but I really have to get off like in a minute. I I was getting I mean, a yes the whole. Let me time ask you, Let me ask a question. Talking. When Terry did that, did she remember after the channeling that she did it? Did Terry remember? Mm, no. But she no. remembers it now when she's on the other side, right? Yes. Because I think she would have told me if she remembered. Okay. Go ahead, Shirley. Okay, bye. Um, <laughs> bye-bye. Yeah, I won't call on you again, Joy. See you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you, Joy. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, my most recent healing was with my sciatic nerve pain. And um, when I was living in Alaska, that I moved to, back to Ohio. It's been, I've been here for seven years now, and it was quite an adjustment. Um, but I could not find an acupuncturist or a chiropractor that could relieve my sciatic nerve pain. I did have a very good acupuncturist and chiropractor in Seward, but I could not find one here in in Columbus. I tried different ones. And um, 
the 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 chiropractor couldn't do it. The acupuncturist helped, um, and then I was like being guided. I would ask questions and I would receive answers on like movements to do. It was like a combination of doing stretches with yoga, with um, using. Um, learning pressure points in your body, and and I would just I would you know do our protection um, invocation, and then I would ask for for help with healing with my body, and I would get answers on like you know uh, like a suggestion to do a certain movement. And I would do it, and I would get some relief, but I never could get it totally relieve myself. It was like I, I walked with a limp. Um, I was, like, slouched over. And then after um, Terry passed, I um, it was like she told, she told me that when I was walking down the street, she said that she was like putting a string in my body and, and she was straight, straight, straightening out my body and for me just to stretch. And, and I just stretched and I just felt, I, it, it was just, it, it's hard to explain this and put it into words. But my gait changed, my posture changed, my pain dissipated, and um, just a couple weeks ago, my daughter asked me over to play ping pong, and I hadn't played ping pong since 1983, and I just was getting, I just felt like I was getting more and more contracted, and and even though I was making small baby progress steps, it was like, I'm never gonna, I just felt like I was never gonna have this sciatic nerve pain healed. I went and played ping pong with my daughter a couple of weeks ago. And um, for, oh, I would say a good half hour to 45 minutes, I had a really nice workout, a physical workout like I'd not had before. Um, aqua therapy helps, so that's good for movement. I did do that, but I didn't have access to a swimming pool, so I was unable to heal myself through aqua therapy. Physical therapy, I it it was all right, but it just seemed to aggravate the pain. But I just really had to connect with Terry and higher sources, and and they gave me guidance. And after playing ping pong, I went home and my hip popped back into place, my lumbar released, my shoulder released, my neck pain. It was like I woke up the next morning and I haven't walked with a limp since I did that physical exercise. And it was I kind of felt like the message I was getting was like, use it or lose it. You know, if you give up your mobility, you know, 
you're just going to have contracted pain. And I'm 70 years old, and my knees are like bone-on-bone pain, and I, I have tendon pain. When I was 12, I tried doing a flip on a trampoline, and I bounced on my head. So I had a contracted neck, and I kind of tore up my shoulder, throwing garbage bags into the dumpster when I lived up in Alaska. I was a cook. And I took quite a few falls on ice when I lived up there, too, and did a lot of damage. But I feel healed now, and and I'm so thankful for Terry, and not just Terry, but you, Wynn, and everybody on the line. You know, we're all here. We're all the love light, the healing energies. It's all, we're all contributing, and it's just really beautiful. And I just feel so thankful to be part of this group. I wanted to ask you something, Shirley. Um, you said at one point you were asking and getting answers, but it wasn't. That was before Terry died, right? Yes. Yes. Do you know who you were talking I mean, to I then? I get guidance. I get guidance. Uh, well, I I have pink balls and blue balls. You know, orbs. I have pink and mm-hmm. blue orbs. Floating around, so so you got um, you got a you got a lot of interdimensional beings working with you. Yes, and, and but yes, but I also had to do a lot of integrative healing with my fragmentation. You know, my fragmented cells, so too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and your DNA activations are just. You know, wonderful, wonderful. And before I came on the calls, I was totally not grounded. I had no grounding whatsoever. (laughs) It was, whoa. Yeah, my head's, yeah. I thank you for everything. And, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I thank you so much for sharing. Okay. You're welcome. And um, I think what we're going to do now you know, I I just wanted to mention Shirley is one of the people you've been having conversations with Terry, correct? Yes. Yes. Like, Like back and forth you ask a question and she answers it, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. yeah, yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna yes. try to uh, work with Shirley. I mean, we have five people that are having conversations with Terry. And first, I thought this is only going to happen with Joy. Right? And I was amazed. And then people kept popping up, and uh, I'm, I'm 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 slowly but surely having conversations <laughs> with Terry and seeing when it's appropriate to bring it forth or to tape it and put the verbal conversation on the line. So stay tuned. We'll probably do it on Sunday, maybe on a Monday. Who knows? Um, 
on that note, you know, I'm going to play at uh, 12.04. I can't play the whole thing, but I can I can play a good part of it. And uh, June, uh, uh, what was the date? I don't remember. Hang on. It was 2018. I think it was January 14th, maybe. Um, we did a Sunday call. And uh, this is what, you know, we have a, we had a format for our Sunday calls where I would pick a topic and then I would ask questions for it for a half hour to sometimes an hour. And we had the most incredible information come through. Um, truthfully, when I, when, I, when I go to decide what am I going to play today, I pick something, and it's always extraordinary, okay? Always. So I'm just queuing this up here. And uh, has access to anything. I'm just finishing calling in the light, so I'll just let it play out. Anything not of that nature must leave now. And do we have our sources present? And we don't hear Terry. Yes, this is from, um, we are part of the Elohim group and part of the Ra group, and we've come together to be with you and to answer any questions which we are able and to be of assistance however we can when it is for the greatest good. If we ever say anything that does not resonate with you, then disregard it as it does not apply to you at that time. Someone else may have the same exact question as you have, but the answer may be entirely different for you or for the other person. Do you have questions? Well... We were going to talk about the creation of dimensions and our densities, as the Ra group calls it. And there are eight densities that go from the mineral realm, the animal realm, to 3D, 4D, 5D, 6D, 7D, and then 8D, which is back to oneness. And all of those dimensions, as I understand it, exist simultaneously. And all of them are different timelines and time moves at different speeds. And all of them have consciousness and beings in them. And the Elohim, and I don't know if the Ra group can do this. Uh, let me just ask the question. The Elohim can move in and out of dimensions or timelines 
as we would jump into a swimming pool. That's a quote. Okay? Yeah. Now, let me just ask the question. Does the rock group have that ability as well? They are more fixed. They uh, do not have... Everyone has that ability, but um, when one lives in the, the uh, physical world, which we call the third density or the third dimension, they get used to being fixed in that range of frequencies. And they get used to that, which the raw group has lived in the physical world mm-hmm. so previously so and graduated. So they tend mm-hmm. to be more fixed in their ability to move in and out of the dimensions. We have never had bodies, so we maintain the ability to uh, shift from frequencies to frequencies. There are layers, much as when you have chemicals that are coming together uh, in a beaker, uh, they may form different layers depending upon the chemical composition. And the heavy ones uh, will sink to the bottom and the lighter ones will rise to the top and there may even be different colors of the different layers. So in the third third dimension or physical world, you have the ability to perceive within a certain range of frequencies and as you even realize um, a dog whistle may extend the frequency that the dog can hear to a higher frequency but the uh, eardrums are generally not able to hear the higher frequency of sound that the dog can hear. So, too, there are worlds above worlds above worlds. And it is based upon the frequencies that um, have come together to form that particular layer or that particular density. Does that help? Yes. I wanted to ask you, um, I was describing earlier what happened to me when I was hitchhiking and I was having daily synchronicities, daily astrological correspondences. And um, I didn't understand it at the time, but when I look back on it, it felt like I had escaped to a certain extent from 3D and was riding in another realm. Could you describe what, what, what happened to me? Yes. Um, We're having a double cheeseburger from Carl's Jr. The, um, the com- 
computer. Um, I, I know what it was. Yeah, the computer. We just turned the computer off. We had um, the instrument tried to figure out how to shut it off, but uh, couldn't find it. So we've shut the computer off, but we have to bring it back later on for the healing us. Give us a moment. When you were traveling, you had, you mentioned rest, grounding. You had opened up to synchronicities, to the um, influence of the um, stars of the planets, the astrological influences. You have you had more um, equalization of those frequencies with your life, and in doing so, let go of uh, some of your grounding and opened yourself up to these higher frequencies, which are a little bit hard to. Um, discern because they are um, mostly uh, in the upper range of frequencies beyond the earth frequencies. So it would seem like you were letting go of the some of the earth frequencies and the grounding and the tethering to the GPS and the location and uh, more centering on the frequencies that were coming in from the higher realms and higher dimensions, which you were not used to. So it seemed like you were letting go of a lot um, without balancing it, but you were balancing it and it allowed for synchronicities to come in. Uh, we talked earlier that people people have anchor points. We all, in our 3D um, experience, set up anchor points, like our house, our, our family, our our you know our neighborhood, our stores, um, our job, and we exist in those anchor points. Even when we're not there, it's like a stabilization for us. Yes. Is that accurate? A stabilization or a centering upon the elements that you are uh, bringing in to create your life. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was I let go of my anchor points to a large extent, okay? And it was allowing experiences that wouldn't normally be possible in 3D. That's right. Generally, the attention would be taken up by the grounding, by the physicalness, by your surroundings, but you uh, began to defocus from that and put your attention 
on uh, higher uh, frequencies, which are little, they aren't as grounding, but you, you ground to those higher frequencies, um, although they are not seen. Mm-hmm. Now, when, when somebody is living in 3D in their anchor points, and they want to connect with higher frequencies. How does it work that they can connect with higher frequencies while they still have uh, a multiplicity of anchor points holding them in 3D? There's a different part of their brain that is used um, and a different part of the body. Um, There are mediums that run through the uh, physical body and they connect to the uh, astrological mediums, the medians and grids of the higher frequencies that create the framework for um, the uh, life in those higher densities. I think the word was meridians. That when someone does a random act, even when they're in their grounded 3D life, they open themselves up to the potential for synchronicities. For for example, there have been times when uh, Terry and I were going to go out to dinner, and I didn't make a decision about where we were going to go, and we would drive around, and I'd say, let's go there. And something happened, you know, because I got the idea that in my intuitive level, it wasn't a logical decision. It was an intuitive decision. And that when you follow your intuitions, your intuitions are taking, um, um, notice of other dimensions and what's going on everywhere. You start to tune into it and you don't know it. But you make a decision, and you end up with a synchronicity. Yes, is that so, so, that is correct. And you know, there was one example where you and Terry were going to breakfast and trying to decide where to go, and uh, finally decided to go to Coffee Pot Restaurant. And when you got to Coffee Pot Restaurant, um, there was a couple of uh, gentlemen there who, when they were deciding where to go, they decided to go to Coffee Pot, and one of them thought we're going to run into Terry and Wynn. And um, so this meeting was put together before uh, either of you uh, actually left for breakfast. But there was an agreement to meet 
and it was beyond the consciousness awareness of each of the parties and there at the restaurant uh, you met with and they met with you and uh, came to your table and began talking so that is an example of uh, how that works mm-hmm. well I wanted to go back to the beginning beginning when, as I understand it, there was a one infinite creator and there were millions of Elohim energy souls, no physical universe. after the beginning. The beginning was just the one infinite creator. Okay. Okay. And then there were all these Elohim energy souls, and they could communicate with each other. And uh, there had to be, as long as there's time, there's dimension, I would venture to say. So there had to be time because there was existence. And with existence, um, you can't exist with no time. You can't identify because you don't remember anything. So um, it is be... a uh, Zen riddle. You can exist but not exist because the, the awareness, the capability of awareness mm-hmm. is there. Mm-hmm. And then there was the decision or the experiment. I think I could call it an experiment to create persistence and the Elohim could um, mix their energies together, their frequencies, or project frequencies. And as I recall, the words were, it would create a node where there would be a new point in space-time. Now, Ra talks about space-time and time-space, and I would assume that's space-time, and that new point would continue to exist, and it could be a galaxy, it could be, um, you know, it kept evolving. I imagine the first thing were galaxies, and to us, the galaxies seem, the galaxies seem huge, but from the point of view of creation, they probably didn't seem huge. No. No, they seemed like (laughs) spinning energies that were very Mm -hmm. little. Mm -hmm. But the galaxies then somehow created solar systems and planets and, and life. Yes. And and so with the galaxies, if one was going to use the raw um, way of describing dimensions or densities and that there were eight densities, were the galaxies in a high density or a low density? The galaxies were 
containing all of the dimensions and coming online with the lower frequencies. So they they contain the lowest frequencies. Now, we feel that there are other dimensions within the eight that you have mentioned. The highest would be the 12, where all things would come together and be one, a point. And then as the, you descended the densities, you would have the uh, 11th density, which would be the beginnings of um, the, uh, the separation and the 10th densities, which would contain um, us, the Elohim, and where we would reside. And then the uh, the lower densities, which would be more uh, solid uh, as you descend it down, uh, the fifth density where uh, creation would be put together, the sixth density where models for uh, creation um, would exist. Um, so, so everything started from the top down. Yes. In other words, it started from a point. Yes. And the point then became the one infinite creator. If you wanted to say it had a name, but it always was. Um, okay. Well, the point became aware of itself. Yes, and to become aware of it, it was aware. But in order to be aware, you have to have something to be aware of. Therefore, in order for awareness to really come into the manifest, you need to, at least. Right. So the point then would have been like 12D, the beginning of creation. Yes. And then what would 11D be? That would be the um, different uh, beginnings of separation out into frequency of frequency of manifestation as a separate awareness. And then 10D would have been the the Elohim. Elohim and groups that were beginning to work together and communicate and to create and to be aware. Were there other groups besides the Elohim? There were other groups besides the Elohim, um, and these were uh, portioned out uh, as they 
uh, communicated and combined. They had experiences which then um, bonded them together as certain uh, groups with certain purposes. And um, Yes, there were more groups. Now, of course, there's the understanding that there was more than one universe being created, okay? So I would imagine there was a different group for each universe, yes? That is correct. Mm -hmm. And so now the, the first bit of creation beyond um, just energy forms was the galaxies. Yes. And the galaxies were spinning energy. Yes. And it was like they, a kid with a top and uh, the Elohim were very, very joyous about uh, the ability to create spinning tops. Was would you say that was ninety at that point? Or is that in an appropriate creation? Uh, the, this is not exactly ninety. Um, it is the um, beginning of the. Um, placement of energy to create. However, as you create it, it created the lower things separated out into the lower frequencies mm -hmm. and the lower dimensions. Now, the galaxy that was created, there were probably multiple galaxies being created, correct? That is correct. And I would assume that the galaxies had an awareness. Yes. And that they could think. So were yes. the galaxies were the galaxies now participating in the creation of the forms that were going to come under the galaxy's auspices? Like, say, I imagine the first thing would be a solar system, and then there would be planets. There would be individual stars. And individual, oh, that's right, individual stars. Yes. In the galaxy, yeah. And the galaxy was participating in their creation. Yes, and the galaxies were had a consciousness and were aware and also enjoyed creation. Was the Elohim participating in the creation? Were they co-creating with the galaxies? They had the ability to, but um, they would um, observe, but allowing free will, they would observe what transformed. Mm-hmm. They did so not the, um, step in and control the process. Right. So it must have been exciting to watch something that 
you created start creating itself? It was. It showed us that life is everywhere. Uh, life is manifest, manifesting aspects of, of the one infinite creator. Mm-hmm. Where the one um, infinite creator was getting to know itself. Yes. So it was like you didn't exactly know what was going to happen, right? No. No, so we were it, observers. It was exciting. It's not like you sat there. It would be like if you take somebody as a sculpture. They can start the sculpture, but they don't know how it's going to turn out until it's done, okay? Yes. And so they say a little bit here, a little bit there, and before you know it, if they did a good job, they would look at it and say, wow, that's beautiful, right? The thing of it is, it is never done. It is always created minute right. by minute by minute. Right. Not like a sculpture. That's the difference between a sculpture. Yes. Now, cause, 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 so sculpture is fixed in time. Yeah. The universe just continues this process into infinity, right? Yeah. Yes. It keeps creating, 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 creating. Yes. And so, you know, we have um, galaxies. We have stars, we have solar systems, we have planets, and we have other dimensions like the astral plane, the causal plane, you know, um, the heaven realms. Were those things being developed after there was physical life? Yes. Afterwards. Yes, according to need. In other words, we didn't have a heaven realm, and then we had physical life. We had physical life, and then we had a a heaven realm. Being decided that there was a need for um, the uh, assistance uh, to the lower forms of life and uh, the lower lower humans and. so they uh, took on the job, much like a nurse on a battlefield takes on the mm-hmm. job. And is that true for the astral plane, too? Like when people, like, uh, we have this thing where you have a light body, and then you have a physical yes. body, and yes. the light body is in the physical body. It joins with the physical body. Joins with it, yes. And then when the physical body goes, the light body still exists. Yes. And it's it's like the consciousness is now centered in the light body instead of the physical body. Yes. So you can feel... The uh, physical body and the light body joining is, is a team affair where it all works together. Yes. Now, I would assume in in terms of creation, the steps of creation, 
where they're like bodies first. I mean, the Elohim are like light bodies, correct? Did we say that? Uh, they are not as dense as uh, regular light bodies. Light bodies do have um, parts, and mm-hmm. uh, the the, um, the Elohim is mainly devoid of parts. They are an energy that is consistent throughout itself. Yes. So, if we're talking about creation and the steps of creation, were there light bodies and then there were physical bodies, or were there physical bodies and then there were there light bodies? Uh, well, in the very um, rough, roughest uh, description. There were light bodies first, but there was energy bodies that um, you could call light bodies, but light bodies um, grow and they can uh, become more adept. They, they uh, carry memory of, of what they have done, and um, so in some sense they become um, a stable anchor for the soul. Mm-hmm. The light body is an anchor for the soul. Yes. Can you explain the difference between a light body and a soul? A soul is an individual awareness unit, um, but a light body may contain more than one um, energy center it uh, contains uh, strings of energy that uh, bond the various parts of the light body together. There may be in the light body, it may contain the higher self, the uh, uh, middle self, and uh, this travels with the being, but the soul is uh, like an individual awareness unit, but there might be more awareness units in a light body. Can there be two souls in the same light body or more? There, there could be, and they could then be either synergistic and helpful and supportive as the uh, light body soul with the soul moves down his time track. It, they could be supportive, or if they were not supportive, if they were detrimental to the um, higher soul, um, it could uh, create conflict within the light body itself. Mm -hmm. If somebody has what's called a walk-in, is it possible for a walk-in to then move into the light body and then share space with the original soul in the light body? That is possible, yes. 
Is, all the, is, is this idea of more, multiple souls in the same body a common occurrence or a rare occurrence? If you are speaking of, well, in general, the physical body or the light body, uh, it is a more common occurrence um, to have more than one soul in a light body or even in a physical body. Um, The Chinese believe that there is more than one soul in a body. these can these um, souls can work together and uh, provide uh, help and support for each other, uh, or they may uh, be detrimental and uh, unified. If they are unified, you you get a an an hour of like purpose. You can get a very fine. Um, journey together, but if they are uh, um, in dissension with each other, it can uh, be a very difficult journey, but one where one can grow and learn. Mm -hmm. If if a particular soul wants to share space, in a light body with another soul, does the free will thing come into it? In other words, if it's a service to other soul, then they probably have to make an agreement to say it's okay to share space. But if it's a service to self soul, they may just then, uh, take over, which create a big problem. Which which happen both of those things happen, correct? Yes. They do yeah. happen. And they um like in a, a possession, um the um person that's possessed is perhaps fighting against being possessed, but the possessor is fighting on keeping control over the being, and then even the Catholic Church has developed a way of uh, sending such possessions away. They are a cause of difficult, the the, uh, possessions are a cause of difficulty uh, of a certain kind. How can one know? Let me ask this question. On the people on planet Earth, approximately what percentage of them have shared, you know, multiple souls occupying their light body? We do not wish to go too far beyond the uh, confront and of the individuals who will be listening to this. Okay. Um, could could we share how someone in their conscious mind might know if they are sharing their light body? 
when um, one uh, has a thought that is um, that they don't believe it, they don't believe uh, it can be something very simple, um, like um, the uh, thought might be, I would love to go out and have a great evening on, and, um, and um, meet with the neighbors and just have a great meeting. And, um, and then um, would have the opposite thought, but I would rather stay home and read a book. Uh, so when you have different ideas, that you don't feel are yours, they probably aren't. Mm-hmm. And is there any limit to how many souls can occupy a light body? Um, well, there can reach a point where... Um, <laughs> The um, light body becomes inoperable uh, due to different um, diverse uh, factions. It can become become inoperable. However, um, it depends upon the um, tolerance and the patience and ability of the uh, person, the, the higher self. And um, even though it can get pretty chaotic, uh, it can lead to great growth and to uh, handling that. Um, We understand that sometimes when there's a nuclear incident, souls have gotten glommed together in this Tangled, yes, not the patterns, fear. the patterns that um, the uh, the light body um, create certain patterns that they have found. The light body has found are supportive of them, and, mm-hmm. and that they work and they create survival. But uh, these patterns are stripped away if someone is vaporized in an atomic explosion. There um, the patterns, the strings that make up the patterns that uh, the person spends around and relies on, uh, and even knowledge of how things, uh, they put things together in the past, uh, the strings, the patterns uh, are dispersed, and uh, they do not know how, um, they lose their ability to... Uh, operate in their light body and uh, it, um, and and then they remain blonde together uh, and it is very hard to uh, get through that and for an individual who is better than that to get through it and begin his life up again start his life yes. up again now uh, according to the Carla Rucker material, the Ra Group um, made a uh, intervention 
in the Maldekian souls who were, according to the way they described it, entangled not a fear after the planet Maldek. If you're not aware of it, those of you listening, Maldek was a planet that exploded in a huge nuclear incident and became the asteroids. And it had, it had a population of billions of people. And the entire population got clumped together in one tangled mass of fear. And the rock group um, participated in untangling that mass of fear. Now, when they untangled it, did they, 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 they were able to move some of those souls into bodies on Earth, available bodies, to continue their evolutionary path. Yes. Is that correct? How, how, if it's possible to understand it, how do you move a body from a tangled mass to another, uh, I won't say a body, how do you move a soul from a tangled mass into a body on another planet? The first thing you need to do is to reestablish, to work with the individual soul to reestablish consciousness so that they now know, again, that they are a conscious being. Those people on Meldak lost sense of um, identity, the sense of being uh, conscious awareness, they, that they were alive. They lost that sense. And the first thing to do is to work with the soul to reestablish that they are a conscious awareness. They can be brought back and they can begin to remember. Mm -hmm. Were there times when multiple souls from Maltec got put on one person who would help yes. untangle them? Yeah. Yes, it is very hard when there is a group gone together to isolate out one soul, although it is possible. Mm-hmm. So this has occurred, okay? Yes. On yes. our planet, where, yes. where there's certain people are holding multiple Maldekian souls um, in their space. Yes. And I would I would imagine, since it was the rock group administrating this, that they had to make a choice to allow this to occur, kind of a sacrificial choice. Source. Well, it either occurs or it doesn't occur. If you do the work and work with the individuals, it can occur. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if, if if I was the resident of a light body, and um, suddenly. There were these multiple souls that were going to occupy my light body, and I was going to be of service to help work them individuate themselves. I would imagine that I would have to choose to do that. Yes? You would imagine that you would choose to do that, you're saying? No, no, no. It wouldn't be inflicted upon me. 
it would be something I would choose if the rock group was administering it. They, they would, the goal would not be to uh, put um, individuals on other people's light bodies. The goal would be to reestablish and rehabilitate the soul so it would be able to have its own body and to um, begin to experience life again. So then what would happen would be there would be a new a new fetus being formed and a Maldekian soul would be moved into that fetus. Would have the choice of picking it up, yes. The Maldekian soul would? Yes. Okay, so they have, at this point now, the raw group isn't saying you go here, you go there. There's choices for these souls. You work with the individual where he's at. Mm. Are there still Maldekian souls glommed together at this yes. point? Yes. So the whole project has not been completed. The reintegration. When you have billions of people that have uh, experienced that, it, it can take forever, seemingly, to straighten it out. And I would imagine that there are other places in the universe where this has happened as well. Yes. So it's kind of somewhat of a nightmare or sadness. But since the universe goes on forever, infinitely, then it doesn't matter how long it takes. Everything in its own time. Everything in its own time. Because these souls are not experiencing time anyway. It's not like they're in a... In they, a their, um, their sense of time has stopped at the uh, explosion. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, we didn't ask this question, but uh, we have the soul, we have the light body... And uh, could you explain the high self? High self is the soul. The the soul that is in charge. The soul that um, is the most knowledgeable. The soul that has taken responsibility for the life body. In other words, in a situation where there's multiple souls occupying a light body, the high self is the most um, um, knowledgeable, and they organize the light body. They organize the souls to work together. Yeah. And if there was only one soul, that soul would then be the high self. Yes. I see. Oh, that's really interesting. That I never heard that ever before. That's new information yes. about how it works. Yeah. And in the case of Edgar Casey, 
It was originally described in the casing material that uh, I think they said it was his high self that was the connection to the higher realms. But yes. that, that would mean his high self was now integrating, if I have it correct, with the raw group. Yes, and uh, and and the the Holy Spirit and uh, within the Ra group and the was integrating with uh, mm, doctors that had uh, joined into the Ra group that knew all these remedies and was able to work with them and bring the knowledge through. Mm-hmm. Now, according to the record material, the rock group was made up of graduates from the planet Venus. They said 20% graduated. Uh, as, the, as the rock group established itself, were there other beings that joined this organization from other yeah. places? Other other uh, people that then um, were uh, graduated or could join later. Uh huh. So they could find each other on the other side. Yes. Um, at the lower levels, people don't seem to connect with each other. You know, when somebody dies, they seem to be isolated and they're not connecting. But at the higher levels, they they have the potential to connect. Yes, because they can see the higher frequencies and they can see the ghost, the image. They can see the light body of the person that has died and they can talk to him because they have perception into the higher uh, frequencies of existence. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Uh, let's see, it's 12.10. We're almost ready to go into the next phase of the call. I'm trying to think if there's any more questions on this topic. The Elohim and the rock group, the Elohim to a greater extent, can move into any point on the universe they want? Or do they wait for people to call on them before they move? They can move into whatever place they want. Mm -hmm. And do you guys scan the universe all the time? Which no, for... but, but we are so um, much in touch with the frequencies that if something is going on, we can sense it and um, investigate. Mm -hmm. hey, Dad, we, we have to bring this call to an end. Yeah, I'm here. Um, it's just it's almost over now. And 
and um, we got to get off BBS. So we'll stay on. We just have a couple things from the healing list. We'll, we will stay on the conference call and do the things on the healing list. And uh, wish everybody on BBS a great Sunday.